Better friends, we just had Microsoft MVP Tim Manga on our episode, talking about how you can convert AppV packages into MSIX and all the great stuff that you need to know. It's great to be with you guys here today. And Tim just showed us how to take those packages and then prepare them for MSIX app attached so you can use them in WVD. Join us, because we're starting right now. Hi there, friends, and welcome to another episode of Desktops in the Cloud, your technical-driven video podcast with guest speakers from Microsoft Engineering and as well the worldwide virtual desktop communities. And thanks to everybody who supported Desktops in the Cloud, which you can do by clicking that subscribe button, sharing our videos with others. And if you want to appear on one of our future episodes, just ping us on social media or our website, desktopsinthecloud.com. So during this episode, we have the great privilege of having app virtualization guru Ting Mangan on our episode. So hi, Tim. How are you doing? Good. Yeah, we are really pleased to have you finally on, on the show as one of the founding members of Subtricity uh, and as well Microsoft MVP. So it's great to have you. And we know, of course, that you're a great, like, a great expert and yeah, sharing your knowledge around like app virtualization for communities as well as around the globe with your training courses. So can you share a little bit more about yourself and yeah, what you do for the community and yeah, the story behind Substricity? Sure. Uh, well, I mean, go back to Softricity. Uh, I was in charge of the engineering group as we built that product, which was really the first app virtualization product out there. I mean, eventually Microsoft uh, acquired the company and rebranded it, but that was the Softricity soft grid thing that we did uh, back in 2000. But by and large, uh, the work that I do today is around the training experts and consulting, helping enterprise customers with their packaging needs, getting their teams up to speed so that they can get their packages uh, uh, cleanly created and deployed out in their environments, whether it's AppV or now also MSIX. Yeah, we, we, we have seen some work of you and it's, it's great. It's a great asset for the community and as well to help the community and companies in that journey to yeah, virtualization solutions like MSIX. And that's exactly what we're gonna talk about today. Uh, but before we do that, I want to go a little bit back in, in, in history and as well talk a little bit about, okay, what's like, what are like the challenges of customers. So one of the important elements of a successful deployment and then in the context of a traditional VDI or RDS environment um, is the application, the application layer. So bringing in apps uh, in a, like a new, like Windows virtual desktop environment also brings in like legacy applications and legacy application virtualization technologies like AppV. So do you see that at your customers too? Uh, can you share a little bit about that? Oh, absolutely. I mean, most of the customers I deal with are large enterprises. Um, and as I go and, and work with them, you know, we take a look at the software that they're running. I typically find about 10% of their applications are at least 10 years old since the last time the app was updated from the vendor itself or maybe even built in-house. And so uh, they do continue to reuse the same software over and over. And as the operating system changes, that becomes a challenge sometimes. And that's a, a lot of the work that I end up dealing with. Yeah, so can, can you share a little bit, like what are the most common issues that you see at those customers? Are there like a top, is there a top three or something that you can call out what you see mostly happening? 
Um, it, it's really not uh, around the apps themselves, although the problems are always with apps. It's usually whatever type of migration that they're going through. You know, they're going, whether it's in the past, going from one operating system to another, or just changing how they're deploying it out, or maybe the environment. You know, maybe they're going from the physical desktops into things like WVD. And, you know, everything needs a little bit of tweaking and adjustment along the way. Yeah, that's definitely uh, definitely correct. And therefore, like people like you are so important and community people as well to share their experiences. So you can learn and build on top of that. So let's go a little bit more back in time and share something about the history of App V and where we came from. So we already talked about Subtricity. That's way back in time. So I see you prepared a great history slide here around AppVee, the story so far. So can you share a little bit more about that and, and dig into that and, and explain it to the viewers here? Absolutely. So, you know, Microsoft bought Softricity back in 2006, but it was really AppVee5, which is sort of that next big milestone for AppVee. Um, so, you know, they rebranded it, but AppV5 was a total rebuild that really prepared application virtualization for what we considered to be the next 10 years at that time. I remember saying that uh, at the time, that this is sort of going to be the standard for how we want to deliver applications, particularly in dynamic environments such as VDI and server-based computing. And, you know, that story has taken us along uh, pretty well. But you know we're now at that transition point where we're starting to look at MSIX as being sort of that next step of how we want to prepare and deploy these applications for these dynamic environments. So fans of AppV will find MSIX a little bit familiar in a number of different ways. So both of them use a file format, which is basically a zip compressed file. And MSIX also shares the same concepts for VFS used for virtualizing the file and registry systems as well. It includes an AppX manifest file, very similar to AppV, although it does have a slight different syntax internally within it. But the manifest file is still used to define the package, the integrations that are needed for when you're installing the package, and entry points for the end user and other software to access it. Both share the concept of the AppX block map, but what MSIX does is very different with it. It's um, different but equally cool is the way I like to describe it. So for AppV, we do streaming with this, and this defines when things and how things should stream. But with MSIX, it's used to simplify the download, not bringing down blocks that they need, not necessarily streaming, but also that single instance storage, which is really cool. Now, as we move to MSIX, well, one new thing that AppV folks have to be familiar with now is the signing process. So MSIX packages are gonna be signed. There's gonna be a digital signature involved with that. And that's part of the entire package format as well. It's a little bit to get used to, but once you get that first package signed, then it becomes a real piece of cake and it's just standard rote and part of the process. So as we start looking at beginning that type of migration, one of the things that I always like to do with customers is try to make sure that they start with some realistic expectations of what to expect along the way. So one of the things that I do for the community is a website called m6conf.com. And each year, for the last few years, I've been issuing this MSIX report card, uh, which is something that you can go and download and take a look at. And it really describes the state of where MSIX is now. And this is something that I've committed to, to keep updating over the next few years. 
One of the key parts of that report card, though, is the testing that I do for application compatibility to give enterprises an understanding of what they should really expect as they go to use this technology. The chart I'm showing you right now sort of shows the history of how this has been improving over time. So a couple of years ago, we were looking at about 20% of enterprise applications really being capable of delivered through MSIX. And now today, that same number with just the packaging tool that we'll be looking at to start with is about 30%. But as we bring in this package support framework, which is a piece that we use to improve application compatibility, we're now at almost 60%. Now the numbers I'm talking about there are really a very tight criteria. It's what I refer to as the full fidelity model, where an enterprise may have an application that's deployed through MSI or through AppV today, and when they want to go to MSIX, they want to make sure that the end user experience remains identical, that the app is 100% has 100% fidelity of what they had before. And that's the, the criteria shown on this graph in the green bars. Now the yellow and gray bring in some situations where there may be something that's a little small on an app that doesn't quite work right under MSIX. Maybe you've lost a shell extension. So I don't consider that full fidelity, but for some enterprises, they would find that acceptable for that app as long as the main functionality worked. And that's what the yellow and gray areas include. So for some customers, yeah, they're going to get a little better compatibility than others. It depends on what type of criteria they're going to use in the deployment for the packages and what other options they have available to them. So um, I'm going to show you a little demo here of what the AppV folks would do as sort of a first step. How do you go about the process of taking the packages you have, and rather than start all over, use your AppV packages to convert them over to MSIX. So I'll be using a free tool from Microsoft called the MSIX Packaging Tool. Now this is a tool that uh, AppV folks are going to think of as the new version of the AppV sequencer. Okay, It has the same type of functionality involved in it, but one piece that it has is some special software to convert AppV packages into MSIX. And I'll show you how we go about doing that. In addition to using the tool, I'll be using some scripts, some PowerShell scripts to help automate the process, and I'll show you how we do that as well. So here I'm on a virtual machine, which is my packing, packaging machine. I've got the AppV sequencer on here. I also have this MSIX packaging tool on there. So you get the packaging tool from the Microsoft Store. So this is just a free app that you'd grab from there. And this is what that tool looks like. And if you're just gonna do a conversion from AppV, you simply come to this screen right here, and then at that point, you would just browse and find the AppV file that you want to convert. And this is gonna be a straightforward conversion. This isn't a package recapture operation, even though that's the main point of the tool. This is a raw conversion over. It doesn't dirty the machine. So I can choose my file. I could hit next here and do this, and then go and do the next one, but of course, I like to automate things, right? If I've got a whole bunch of packages, I don't want to be sitting there at the GUI all day long doing this. So I'm going to want to go to something like PowerShell to be able to do that. So I went looking out on the web and I found this uh, great blog post from Ingmar Oosterhoff from Microsoft that talks about doing that. And um, it, it provides us uh, some PowerShell that he gave us here to do this. Um, I decided to update that a little bit because I wanted to automate, not just do a single package, but do many of them and provide some other uh, changes to that. 
So on my blog post at teamersion.com, I've got an updated version of that PowerShell script, and that's the script that I'm gonna be using today. Give you a quick look at what you would do if you downloaded that. Uh, you would open up and edit the file, because you're gonna need to edit those first few lines. Indicate where your AppV packages are living today, where you wanna put the output packages, and of course you have to put in your own all important code signing certificate to do the signing process. So once you have those edits in place, we can go ahead and run the script and it will start doing the conversion. So I've got a folder here with uh, just a couple of AppV packages for a quick demo here today. Now, the two applications that are here, one is called Avrigato. Um, that's a app that would be used by molecular biologists so that they could um, get a 3D model of the molecules they're dealing with. It's a fairly small package. Um, it's probably about uh, 70 megabytes, I think, in size uh, in an uncompressed form uh, when it starts up. It, the second package is a little bit bigger. It's about 750 uh, megabytes in size. On average, I found with a large number of applications, this process takes about two minutes per package to go through this converter. So, you know, if you had maybe a thousand AppV packages you wanted to do, you'd set up a VM like this, set up the scripting, start it running, and probably come back tomorrow and you'd have your thousand packages run through. Right? At that point, you'll need to do a little more work. You notice there's a little log file there on the right. Looks like we've finished the first package, we're working on the second. Uh, that log file is something that we'll end up having to go through and parse because the packaging tool will give us information about the success rate. We'll end up with a thousand packages out of those thousand AppV packages, but a lot of them are gonna have indications in there that, hey, this isn't the best process for that particular package. So what kind of things would cause that to happen? Well, a lot of it would be things like the AppV package scripts that you may have had in your AppV packages. Those aren't gonna convert over naturally. Those are things that we're gonna have to deal with by hand and figure out exactly what to do. But there are other things that the tool will detect in your AppV packages uh, that could cause some problems. And so they'll highlight those as well. Now, when I ran through a set of 75 packages, um, what I found was about 33% of them looked good to me as I got through the looking at the log files. So, you know, a third of those, and then um, of those, about half of the remaining ones turned out to be really good packages. All right, so the code signing portion here, so we're almost done. And so as soon as this finishes, we'll go ahead and we'll take a look at that log file. So we'll show you what it is that you're looking for. Okay, so that's finished up. Um, yeah, before we look at the log, um, we should probably take a look and, and just show you um, how this uh, package has been signed. So if we just right click, ask for the properties, we'll see our digital signature on there. And so that's my code signing certificate that's been added into the, uh, uh, the package. All right, so here's that log file. And, and what I'm looking for is there's a set of three lines. Um, one of them is gonna be this ignoring default server port. And that's just a normal warning that's part of the process because I was doing this locally on a single VM and not remoting operations. But the creating MSIX package and the package created under uh, this first app here, uh, that's a very clean, 
completion. Uh, that means that this package is ready to go into UAT test and we can see whether or not it has that full fidelity. The second app, app here, the uh, uh, Siemens app, has a COM object in it that the packaging tool just couldn't handle through this conversion. So this is the kind of app that we're gonna need to handle through some other method. And later on, we'll take a look at how we can go about doing that. So just to sort of summarize some of the stuff that I did have done in the testing and how that applies on here. Um, this is a couple of charts that came from that report card that I talked about earlier. So the chart on the left is showing us the kind of compatibility we get just using the packaging tool without this new thing called the package support framework. The conversion process that we just went through doesn't provide an option to bring in the package support framework. So we should expect a lower compatibility in this test in through those conversions and what we would get if we were able to bring in the package support framework. So the chart on the right shows where we're bringing that in and we can bring that up to about 60%. But as we go through the process of taking a large number of AppV packages through a process like this, you know, we might start out with a thousand packages and just going through the log filter, that's gonna get us down to that, you know, one third, about 333 of those should pass the log filter and we can start going through a UAT test on that. So maybe after a few days of that testing, we end up with the 160 packages because most of the packages that failed the log test are the ones that are gonna have those other problems um, that we saw in the previous chart. So we're getting about half of those, which isn't bad. You know, For a couple of days work, we've got 160 good packages and we can start working with MSIX right away with those as we start dealing with the rest of the packages. So thanks, Tim. This was very helpful for customers that are currently in that same journey, moving from AppFeed to MSIX and want to avoid repackaging of all those apps that they did in the past with AppV. So I know you have as well some tools that they can use from the get-go, right? From, from like an MSI from scratch, moving directly into MSIX. So can you show more about that? I know you have a demo prepared, so can you do that? Sure, be happy to. Let's go back to the packaging VM where this time I've got the full installer so that we can go ahead and repackage from scratch. And we're gonna do this with not only the Microsoft MSIX packaging tool, but a free tool of mine called PSF Tooling, which helps us to install and configure the package support framework so that we get that full application compatibility for an app like this. So this is the packaging tool for folks that are familiar with the sequencer. It's not too terribly different. We've got some settings we gotta put in our package certificate that we're gonna use for the code signing. Uh, but then we'll start the application wizard. MSIX packaging tool does have a driver. It dynamically installs. So we get a little bit, little bit delay here on this screen, but it's also doing the checks to see if you've got things like Windows update service running or other processes that might interfere with your packaging to keep you from having a clean package. And so it will automatically detect and disable them for us on that screen. So once we're past that, we'll come in and start defining what our package is. So we're gonna put in a package name in here. Um, one difference for the folks that are used to AppV is we can't use underscores. Like I tried to do right here, I'm gonna have to go back. I saw that red in there, I gotta go back and change that to a minus sign instead. It's just a slight difference with MSIX you'll have to get used to. 
but we can put in that package name. Now, MSIX uses that name for the identity of this package. So the, all of the GUIDs that we used to have in AppV really kind of go away with MSIX. It's all based on the name and the version of the package as well. So once we have this information in, okay, there's my version and we can go ahead and start the installation monitoring mode. And now I'm gonna run my install. Now I'm actually gonna use a PowerShell script I wrote to do the installation. So I like to use a passive install, which is a free PowerShell module of mine that's available up on GitHub. And I use that in all my scripting. It just helps simplify the process of the things that you need to do in PowerShell to be able to install and configure an application. So it just simplifies little things like if you're in PowerShell and you wanna put something in the registry, you first have to check and make sure that every registry key along the path exists first before you try to add an item. Well, this gives you a simple PowerShell command that just takes care of that stuff for you. So it makes your scripts a little easier to build. All right, so now it's um, installing the Siemens JT to go. That was that second package that we had tried to convert earlier. We saw the warning, uh, but by bringing this in through the full installation experience, we have the ability to solve the problems that they couldn't do with just that quick conversion. All right, so it looks like the installation has completed. Now, the way I use PSF tooling is I use it while we're still in the monitoring mode of the MSIX packaging tool, because we're gonna need to drop in additional components and make changes to the installation we just did. So we launched PSF tooling, and up on the upper right there, you'll see a button that says suggest fix-ups. So that's doing an analysis of what's happened so far and telling us, hey, there are some things that we see that you're gonna need the packet support framework for. And specifically, in this case, we need the file redirection fix up because there are some INI files in this package as well as an XML file that the application is probably gonna need to change at runtime. And of course, in MSIX, similar to AppV, the things are immutable in the package. But whereas in AppV, we have a copy on write capability that's built into the AppV client, with MSIX, when we want that type of capability, we need to bring in the file redirection fix-up to make that happen. So I've selected the file redirection fix-up. I also grabbed the dynamic library fix-up. Sometimes we'll have some DLL issues and I just automatically use that fix-up anytime I'm using the PSF, just because it tends to make things work. So once I have all of the configuration in place of what I wanna do with the, the uh, PSF, We'll ask the app to search for the installed components that were just recently installed and suggest the types of fix-ups uh, to make here. So one of the things we're gonna need to do is inject this launcher process. So this kind of goes back to the days of app v4 where we're gonna have our package and rather than run directly to the exe, we're gonna use this launcher. And the whole purpose of the launcher is to bring in the packet support framework and set up our environment so that the application has the full compatibility that we need. So PSF Launcher is gonna use a new file that we'll take a look at called json.config, and that's gonna help the PSF know what it is it's supposed to do. So we had our shortcut. There are a few other executables in here that might also need fixing up that were found. But once I'm happy with that, I can ask to apply to this proposed change list. So at this point, I hadn't actually made any changes to the system itself. This is all still in memory, but we can see the detail of everything the tool is gonna do when I ask it to apply the PSF to this box. So we've got a number of different components that are gonna put down the PSF launcher and a number of DLLs for the fix-ups that we need. 
We're also gonna modify that shortcut. That's what we were looking at earlier. We have to actually change the shortcut so that the packaging tool picks up our new application. And then here is that JSON-based config file that tells the PSF what to do. This file is basically broken into two parts. There's the applications on top and the processes below. The PSF launcher is interested in this top piece that defines what application we want to run, what the command line arguments might be. Um, we could also add in things like package scripts up in that area. The bottom portion of the file with the processes are where we define the various types of fix-ups that we want to have. So PSF tooling will automate all of this for you, so you don't need to worry about that detail so much. But if you needed to go in and modify that, you could. So now I'm applying the changes which then allows us to come back to the packaging tool, which will have detected the changes made by PSF tooling in addition to our installation. And it, we can see here that it noticed our shortcut now points to PSF launcher. And we can continue on with the packaging process. So very much like AppV, once you've finished that basic installation, it's gonna start taking a look at what you did there. Uh, not only grabbing the shortcuts and file associations, but more importantly, services, which need to be dealt with as well. So services are new to MSIX. We didn't have that until the 2004 version of the operating system. But if there are any services in this packages, they're gonna be captured and dealt with as well. They, we actually deal with them a little bit differently in MSIX than we did with AppV. The service isn't actually virtualized, but in MSIX, the service will be natively installed outside of the package when we bring the package in. All right, we've completed that process. I'm gonna save the package off and it's gonna sign the package here. Uh, there is a package editor that's there that we could go ahead and look at. It's sort of like the multi-tabbed sequence editor in the AppV sequencer, where we could make other changes. We could look at the files that were captured, the registries, we could do a little bit of cleanup if we wanted to. Um, we would also go in there to set any application capabilities registrations that might be needed. Now, in the enterprise, we probably don't have to worry about those so much where you're doing side loading. But if you wanted to create a package like this and go up to the Microsoft Store for distribution, you'd have to be careful about making sure that all your capabilities are set. So this is the basic process that you would be using to repackage anything into MSIX. Um, you know, as I said, some of the applications, um, they'll go through. You don't need to bring in the package support framework. Uh, but for about half of the packages uh, that I see today, uh, it's a good idea to go ahead, uh, bring the PSF in. PSF tooling itself can't find all problems with the application. Sometimes there are additional issues that the package support framework can fix, but we actually have to see those things at runtime at the client. So we have to go through this process and find some things during testing and recognize that we need to come back. And those would be fixes like the, um, the registry fix-ups that we have. Um, those aren't detectable until you really run the application. Okay, so it looks like we have finished repackaging our application here. I'm just gonna overwrite the old one we had. Um, and uh, so I've now got my packages that are both ready for UAT test. So those are some awesome tools that we should all have in our toolbox uh, when we're working with applications. And now that we have the MSIX package, Tim, do you have any tips or tricks for us to get it ready for AppAttach? Absolutely. No matter how you get your MSIX packages, conversion repackage, uh, recapture directly from a vendor in the future, you're still gonna want an instant way to apply those to the WVD system. 
And uh, I have some uh, numbers that I pulled out in some of my testing from last summer to give you an idea of what this kind of looks like. So if we take a traditional MSI and install it, it takes a long time. We take an MSIX package and just take it the way that we uh, just completed our work and apply it down on a system. If I take a look at a large number of typical enterprise practice uh, packages, I find that that takes a little under 19 seconds per package to do that installation. And that's just too long as a user is logging in to a fresh system and waiting for those applications to come in. So that's where Microsoft has come up with this concept of MSIX AppAttach. So under AppAttach, um, what I found is I was seeing numbers more like about 2.6 seconds per package. Now this was some testing I did last summer. It was with preview code. So I know things would be a little bit better now. And I know that Microsoft is working to make things better, even better in the future. So um, we should expect to see decent sized numbers that enterprises can accept as end users log in and get these applications ready. So as I try to explain AppAttach to my customers, I try to explain it in these three parts. You know, first, we've got our MSIX file, but we need to convert it into this other form. It's gonna be a disk image. So initially, MSIX AppAttach works with the VHD image format, very much like app layering products that are out there. And now Microsoft is also changing to a new format called SIM that we'll take a look at as well. But in addition to changing the nature of the file itself, um, there are two pieces involved with the implementation. One is a low level implementation, then there's a high level management function, which is really revolving around who should get what applications. And MSIX AppAttach in WVD brings all of these pieces together in one shot. Now we'll probably see third-party vendors doing very similar things with MSIX. Well, they'll use the same type of disk image format. They'll use the same low-level function to do it, but they'll apply their own management functions to figure out who's supposed to get what app and when. For a third demo, uh, what I wanna do is I'm gonna show you a few of the utilities that I've been using to do that conversion and get ready for MSIX AppAttach. So I did mention that the original format was to this VHD, and now Microsoft has this newer format that we have available called SIMFS. Now the big trick with SIMFS is that you need to be on the 20H2 or later operating system to be able to use this. But the idea with SIMFS is to improve the scalability of a solution like this. So uh, these are some numbers I got from some testing that I did, taking a look at where that 2.6 seconds was taking. And there's a VHD mount that's about 10% of that. SimFS is gonna bring that down a little bit, but that's not gonna be the earth shattering piece of this. Uh, I think where we'll see the benefit out of SimFS is gonna be in the big scalability. As we have thousands of end users and thousands of packages, um, the performance on the server side of mounting and sharing all of that information is where SimFS will come into play. Now I haven't done any performance testing on that myself, uh, but my namesake, Ryan Mangan, by the way, no relation to me whatsoever. Um, he just blogged about some testing that he did that seemed to confirm that this is what he was seeing in the testings that he ran. Okay, so we're gonna go back to our VM where we have our packages from the previous demos. Um, first thing I wanna show you is this free community tool called MSIX Hero. 
This is probably the simplest way for you to get it started with this conversion. It provides you a nice, easy GUI. So you would come into his tool, pick the MSIX app attach menu item here. And then once you've selected it, you would then just simply browse to the MSIX file. We'll pick this first one here. Um, you can set some parameters associated with it. And one nice thing with this tool is that in addition to generating the VHD, it'll also give you some PowerShell scripts. So this would allow you to do some local testing. So you can test it on your own equipment in-house before you bring this package up to Azure. Now, I'm not going to do that here because, of course, I love PowerShell. I like to automate. I've got multiple packages. So I want to be able to run a command line interface. Now, MSIX Hero does have a command line interface, but in the version that's out right now, it only supports the VHD. So I went looking for something that would also cover the SIM case. I found a uh, blog post here from Microsoft from Stefan. And in here, he shows us a tool called um, MSIX Manager. So MSIX Manager is actually part of a Microsoft open source tool called Package Manager. Uh, but Stefan has actually created a download that you can do to get the binaries. So you would download that. Uh, you only need the 64-bit folder that's in there, uh, but that would be the package manager, the MSIX manager piece that you would need to do this conversion. So I've taken some of the work that he did and created my own PowerShell script here that would loop through a whole folder of packages and do the conversion for you. So you can get that off of my blog at tmergent.com. Let's go there. Uh, this is the actual MSIX manager piece. So you can see it's an EXE, a few handful of DLLs, um, and that's the tool that we'll be using for the conversion. So as you go and grab the script, you're gonna open it up, and very similar to the previous script, um, you're just gonna look for the configuration lines there at the top, tell it where your MSIX packages are, where you want the outputs to go. And the way I set this up is that if you just um, empty out and put an empty string on either the SIM or the VHD case, then it won't create that. So for today, I'm actually going to run through and run conversion into VHD and SIM both so that you can see that happening. Now the script runs relatively quickly. Um, it seems to average anywhere between 20 and, and 40 seconds uh, per package uh, per conversion here. So um, it, it, it's not too bad in that fashion. Now, as we do this conversion, in the VHD case, we get a VHD image file. So that's a single file, name of our package, .vhd. Now, it is possible to go to VHDX, by the way, but um, for the purpose of applications, it really doesn't make sense to go to VHDX. You're not really getting anything out of that. That's really for something that is gonna be much larger than your typical application package size. As we convert to SIM, I was actually quite surprised when I first did it because I thought I did it wrong because I expected to get a SIM image and get something that was just a, a file with a .sim extension. And what I got instead was a whole directory of files, one of which has a .sim file extension. So when we talk about a SIM image, it's actually a directory that has a number of these files in it. And that's what would be used for mounting as we bring this into Azure. All right, so we can see that um, we're getting closer. We did the uh, the first package a couple of times. Uh, it took like 28 seconds. I can see there at the top to do the Avogadro into the VHD. 
about 21 seconds in the sim. I usually find sims a little bit faster in terms of that conversion. So the uh, Siemens package was uh, a much larger package, but still it was only 34 seconds to create the VHD. We'll probably see something in the area of um, 28, I think. Okay, so that's, that's completed. And that's really that conversion process that just, that just gets us into the format that we need for MSIX Appetach. Awesome, and if anyone's interested in more information on Appetach and really diving deep, go check out our previous video with Stefan Georgiev. So thanks, Tim, this has definitely been awesome, and uh, I, I'd love to uh, get into more details about this stuff. Um, so do you have any follow-up uh, information, or how can people uh, follow you on social media and learn more? Sure, um, so on social media, you would follow, follow me as at Timothy Mangan, um, and most of the tools that, that I've been showing off and that are available at my website at www.tmurgent.com. But I do have one other piece of information to share with the listeners. That's a book that we created this last year. So I teamed up with uh, Bogdan Mitriach from Advanced Installer and my old partner, Kevin Kaminsky from up in Canada. And we wrote the MSIX Packaging Fundamentals book. So this is a free book for the community, it's an ebook that you can download. Um, we'll give you the links in the show here on how to access that. But it's about 200 pages of everything that the IT pro needs to know about MSIX today. Awesome. Well, I, I'm gonna go download that book because I, I haven't read it yet, so that's pretty good. Uh, so thank you and thanks for everyone joining us today on Desktops in the Cloud. Be sure that you click that subscribe button and the like button if you enjoyed this episode. And don't forget the notification bell so you don't miss all of the latest on WVD. Thanks very much and we'll see you next time.